This is Kristen Hedgecock. And I'm Ash Matson. You're listening to Apta Sophia. Which means useful wisdom in the pursuit of biblical womanhood. Welcome to Apta Sophia. My name's Ash Matson. I'm here with my fellow host, Kristen Hedgecock. Hello. Did I say co-host on the last you one? You did not. You said fellow host. <gasps> it's ingrained in my it's brain now. It's yeah. a habit. Way to go. Okay. So um, we are actually going to do an episode, I think aptly, Um on seasons of sickness because we are going into that dreaded season where especially if you have a lot of little kids (laughs) where you're going to be sick for the next three months. Yeah. And that's normal. Just so you know. Yes. There's nothing wrong with you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. We forget in the summer. Yeah. It's like we have amnesia a little Mm -hmm. bit. We forget what it was like the previous year. But yeah, we're all entering into that and it's hard to navigate. Hard to know when should you stay in? When Mm -hmm. should you go out? How should you handle it? We still have life to live. Yeah. How do we keep a good head on our shoulders and have a good attitude? But before we get to that, we're going to get to the most important thing we do in any episode, and that is our Would You Rather. And our Would You Rather for this episode is, I lost it, from our friend Kiri Kaminsky. Would you rather live on 50 acres but have to produce all your own food to eat with your current family size or live in 300 square feet in a city but never have to cook? Go ahead. What do you think I'm going to say? I think you're going to want to make all your own food. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather live on 50 acres. That's my dream. Actually, it's kind of my dream. I like the idea of homesteading. But then, like, after I get done canning, you know, just one afternoon of canning pickles, I'm like, I'm glad I don't have to can everything that I have to eat for the next six months. Right. I just, pickles, that's it. I canned, like, I had a whole bunch of tomatoes, which was so disappointing when it only came out to a jar and a half of um, tomato sauce. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, <laughs> the fruits of my <laughs> I know. And then you go to Safeway, and it's like, Classico on sale, two yeah. cans for three bucks. Done. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. all these tomatoes just... Boiled down and reduced to a quart and a half of tomato sauce. That's going to be the best tomato sauce you've ever it had. Is. In your I life. just, I made some. Actually, I cut it half and half with. Um, you have to make it last. <laughs> with you have Costco. to ration it with my Costco purchase because I had. You put it in with <laughs> sauce. <laughs> You're like it's gonna it's gonna taste half homemade. <laughs> It'll have oh, an element of homemade. Sad. It was just the saddest. I was just so sad, and I'm like, well, I guess I need more than. It was kind of a weird growing season in Washington. At least right. we had Super late. such a weird summer, and we didn't have a fall. We had like a week of fall, and now it's winter. Yeah, it's freezing, like, it's freezing outside. Here. It's like in the 30s, and the summer went late. Yeah, it was in the like summer, still warm in October. Like three weeks ago. Yeah. It was in the 90s here. <laughs> now it's winter. Now it's 32. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so strange. So um, I had six tomato plants and they actually did pretty well. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get like, you know, maybe a couple months worth of like spaghetti, like four quarts. Like if we don't have spaghetti very often, probably once a month. Um, so this is going to, and then it like a quart and a half. And I'm like... <laughs> So this month, I know, I still have some spaghetti sauce left from my Costco run, so I'm just going to half and half it. I didn't even bother preserving it, so it was just in my fridge, so I had to use it. But 
I'm sorry. So anyway, all to say, I like the idea of homesteading until I actually have to homestead and like yeah. grow my food for reals and have that only be, then that's a little bit scary. And every yeah. summer when I, <clears throat> during harvest season and, you know, my broccoli is just leaves. That's what happened. I had beautiful, big broccoli leaves. Yeah. No florets or whatever the heads. I don't Can know. Can you eat the leaves though? I don't know. I didn't You're not, try. Though. My chickens did. Oh, okay. I was like, here there you, you go. go. Yeah. Yeah. You so fed I was your like, chickens. I made chicken food. Some hard work. Yeah. yeah. That's what I, um, tomatoes and lettuce were the only thing that did well yeah. in my garden this year. Not even my cherry tree. It had like four cherries on it. Oh, you and had a lot last year. And usually it's so many. Yeah. Usually I have an all call of like, please come over to my house mm-hmm. because I have loads and loads and loads and loads of cherries. But we had a freeze in the spring after the um, blossoms. Yeah. And it killed all of my cherry fruit. Well. So the city life and never having to cook again is appealing, but I do like to cook. I and it's only cook, 300 yeah. square feet. I know. For six. Yeah. I would begrudgingly people. choose the homestead. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I have no interest in growing all of my own food <laughs> at all. I think it's wise yeah. to, ha- to be self-sufficient. Yeah. Um, it's freedom. You can't, I mean, nobody really has you in the palm of their hand right. if you can feed yourself. Right. But. If our government was benevolent and and I could trust the food system, I would never want to have a farm or grow food. <laughs> no, thank you. I feel like that is one profession among many mm-hmm. in society. Very necessary. Very grateful for farmers. Absolutely. Do not want to be a farmer. Nope. You know, I learned this um, so earlier this year. We have friends who were farmers in California, and they're in Idaho now and not farming. And they did cattle, and they had chickens, but it wasn't a chicken farm. I think it was mainly cattle. But anyway, all that to say is, like, earlier this year, my chickens had chicken lice, which I did not know existed. (laughs) They don't have hair, Kristen. Yeah. (laughs) Good. <laughs> Just kidding. That would be creepy. <laughs> or chicken mites. I don't know. They're mites or lice. Chicken mites. They had yeah. bugs. And my goodness, the amount of work. I mean, it isn't as bad as humans having lice and at least like it couldn't transfer to me. But it was still flea dipping essentially two of my, two of my five. I just have five. Like, again, I like... Pretend I like to homestead, but I really Hobby. am like yeah. so glad that I don't actually have to raise my chickens for In like order to survive. sustainability. Yeah. Um, that because that was like the most miserable week of my life, having to change out their nesting shavings and spraying it down and dipping them and checking the other hens to make sure that it didn't transfer to them and it was bad and I you know was telling my friends who had the farm I'm just like I get why farmers are like everybody gets antibiotics (laughs) right everybody gets this yeah (laughs) because I know to, a lot of people to are not, like, no, no antibiotics. And I'm yeah, like, let and it I'm go. Like, no, <laughs> no, I I get because yeah. to 
be to be proactive and to not have to like do a thousand chickens and flea dip them makes sense to me now. Mm-hmm. Like I was miserable with my two. Yeah. 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 I would not want to live in 300 square feet and I love to cook. Mm-hmm. Love to cook. Love to eat. So it's just such a blessing. That's probably my most sh- favorite thing. Yeah. Yeah. You could have a chef to like feed you all the things. I, mean, I would I just cook. love to cook. I yeah. love the challenge of it. I love finding new ways to do things better. Mm-hmm. I'm like, especially now, I feel like I'm really getting into that where I'm learning how to cook new things and yeah. new techniques and like learning how to do things properly. Yeah. And it's really exciting. I just love to cook. I love to feed people. I love that like satisfaction of knowing mm-hmm. that I made something for someone and mm-hmm. they really enjoy it. I just love it. So happy that God made me a woman and gave me all this food and like just made yeah. the world the way that it is. So for that reason, I would go do the homestead. That's how much I love cooking. Yeah. And love having more than 300 square feet. Yeah. (laughs) I love the idea of living in a tiny house. If it's just me and Ryan, that's kind of like my Mm long-term goal for retirement. Yeah. Is to have a tiny house when it's just me and him Mm -hmm. and kind of travel around and be with my grandkids Called an RV, and that's my dream. Yeah, I like the like. I like the idea of having more of like a real house that's little that you can. (laughs) No, I know. (laughs) I love my like off. I want an off grid one, but I still want to be able to go to the grocery store, and I (laughs) want to have a full kitchen. I want to have a full kitchen. I want to have. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I want a tiny house, but I also want a chef's kitchen. I want to live off grid, but I also want to go to the grocery store. Yeah. Hundred percent. I think all those things are possible. Okay. Yeah. I like the off-grid thing because you have freedom to go and be where you want to be sure. as far as parking it. Mm. And um, you're not, and the bills are much lower. Yeah. Yeah. And there are ways to do it where you have solar power. Like if you're yeah. really smart about it, you can have a lot of those modern things yeah. like generators and stuff mm-hmm. like that Yeah. for, yeah. So I could still, I could have all those things. Yes. So 300 square feet right now though, with all my kids, I would jump off a cliff. Well, they would probably live outside for a while. Yeah. Not live. You'd let them in. They're naughty. You're sleeping outside. I feel like they kind of be like indoor outdoor cats. You let them out during the day and then they get to (laughs) come in and sleep at night. (laughs) I would love to have that kind of life for them because that would be so wonderful where they could just be outside all day. Mm -hmm. Right now I, we live in Everett and it is, we actually live in a pretty nice neighborhood. There's some, there's some little sketchy characters that walk by, especially at night. But um, we've never had anybody really mess with us. And my, I mean, okay. Ash. Ryan caught somebody in our yard. The police had to come in our backyard and get him off our back porch. Okay, things like that have happened. Yeah. No big deal. It's like, no big anyways, deal. Yeah, so anyways, I'd like to live on a bunch of land. Send my kids outside. Okay, um, so if you'd like to weigh in, go to our Facebook or Instagram and wait in. And our Would You Rather for next episode is going to be... From our friend Jessica Harvey, would you rather have summer all the time or winter all the time? All right. So getting into season of sickness, let me pull up my notes. I don't have many, but we'll, we'll look at them here. So, um, one point one, expect it, plan for it, plan for it, be prepared, Mm -hmm. be prepared to weather the season in the most joyful way possible, practically. Mm-hmm. So stock up on your elderberry syrup, elderberry gummies, vitamin oh. C. What are your fa- what are some of your favorites? Um I make elderberry syrup. Yeah. Um I made it one time from a kit you gave me and my kids would not drink it. It tasted like licorice. 
Oh. Is it supposed to? It kind of has a licorice licorice taste. I probably to needed it. to put more honey but in. But I am pretty generous with the honey. Yeah. Um so my kids my kids love it. Yeah. They look forward to elderberry season. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's one thing I stock up on. Um zinc is good. Zinc is big. Zycam is one that we use. Zycam is we use it too. Um um I'm not usually big in essential oils, but I do like, and I don't even, I don't know where I got it. I don't know, but it's breathe. Maybe I got it from Sarah Burns, but it's like breathe. And I don't even know. It could be the doTERRA. doTERRA? doTERRA. I feel like it might be. It's called breathe and it has like eucalyptus and peppermint and something Mm -hmm. like that. So I have a little thing of that um, that I put in showers, like on cotton balls mm-hmm. in the shower um, <clears throat> so that when my kids, particularly when they were too little to give anything to, I would just stick them in a shower with those either on a washcloth or a cotton ball and they would just breathe that in and help open up their stuffy noses and sinuses and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Young um, Living has RC. <clears throat> uh, that was my favorite from them. That is, okay. When I was balling and what is I can't RC? afford it. Um, it's like respiratory something. Oh, okay. It had that like robotic kind of tinny, croupy cough. Yeah. And the sound of it was just, even Ryan was concerned and usually mm-hmm. he's not. Usually, yeah. Not that he doesn't care, but he's very yeah. like- Probably more in line with the truth. And I'm more, you know, I'm the person that will take my kid into urgent care and they're like, it's just a virus. They're going to be okay. There's not really anything we can do. These are the things to look for. That usually is what happens to me. It's not usually something where I actually needed to go in. Yeah. Um, Or I call the nurse line and be like, do I go in now? (laughs) You know, but Ryan was like, this doesn't sound good. Yeah. But we got the nebulizer and it immediately changed her cough from that to a normal cough. Yeah. She still went on to have a really hard time. Yeah. And it was kind of like just a little nerve wracking. I've never had a baby sick that little, but the Mm -hmm. nebulizer helped a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to urgent care. They told me that nebulizers are a sham, but like a lot of things, I feel like doctors have told me that about many things I've tried and I'm like, it, it really does work. Yeah, I think it does. It really helped. Really professional, professional opinion. I think anything like that does. Yeah. yeah. So they were like, if it makes you feel better. And I'm like, well, it does. It does. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, we're not super crunchy. I, there are probably other podcasts that would help you out with that that type yeah, of thing. We're not it. Um, <laughs> but I'm very much like, for for those of you who are open to the mediocrely crunchy. Yeah. Zycam, emergency, or any sort of vitamin C supplement, elderberry, mm-hmm. Those, I get the gummies on Amazon and they're great. Those are usually my big hitters. I don't really do any like cold medication yeah. that's symptom reducing, like yeah. Dayquil, no, NyQuil, uh-uh. cough syrups. We don't really do any of those. Um, oh, honey Highlands, is really helpful. Highlands, Highlands. My kids never. No. <laughs> Ryan got sick. Ryan got sick and needed it because he had a cough and he was just like knocking it back, the Highlands. <laughs> Because it's like all, it's like homeopathic or yeah. like it's all all natural stuff. Right. It's not like any real medication because right. it's for kids. And he's just like taking huge swigs like from the bottle. It. And he's like, 
He's like, it's helping. It's helping. And my kids didn't, my kids did not like it and it didn't really help. I like forced them to take it and it wouldn't. Yeah. Wouldn't do anything to change their cough. But if it works, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So um, those are the big ones. For me, ibuprofen, coffee, and a shower. Mm-hmm. Always. Triple threat. Like, I still will take Zycam and, um, and vitamin C when I'm sick. But if I, I you know, you, momming doesn't stop yeah. when you're sick. And that's huge. Like, taking the edge off the pain of the cough or the headache or the mm-hmm. body aches, all of that— ibuprofen, I go to it right away. Yeah. I'm like, some people are like, your body needs to have the fever and your body, I'm like, (laughs) I have to do stuff today Yeah, and I need to feel good and have a good attitude about it. So Mm -hmm. I think the Lord will work it out for me. Right. Ibuprofen, coffee, shower. Yeah. It gets me through. I still feel kind of garbagey most of the time, but Mm -hmm. it's enough to like take the edge off and make it possible for me to mom. Yeah. Through all of it. That was my second point. Expect to get sick. Yeah, I hear a lot. Like I was really hoping that I was just gonna evade it, and I'm like, "Were you? Were you? <laughs> Did you really? Your kid will sneeze directly in your eyeball. Seriously. <laughs> and if not that, we'll take a sip of your coffee and give you whatever it is that they have. Just expect it. Just expect it and plan for it. If you're breastfeeding, it's great. You mm-hmm. can produce some antibodies for your baby. <laughs> like just dive right in. Kiss yeah. that snotty face. Yeah. <laughs> I just always am. Ryan's like, does the child need to be in our bed? And I'm like, yes. yes. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. seriously. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about, we kind of talked about like stomach flu stuff with another episode, but mm-hmm. puke bucket, yeah. leather couches. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Super um, helpful. Yeah. The wee wee pads that they use for dogs. Those are invaluable. Do you call it a? I, heard, I call it a wee wee pad. I don't oh, I know. thought you said weedy, like weedies. weedies. <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay, um, okay. We wee wee pad, wee wee pads. Yeah, I don't know pee pads. Yeah, whatever for dogs works to contain puke on beds. Yeah, if you know it's coming, um, it's always unfortunate when you don't know it's coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's horrible. So. Yeah, my hot tip would be to invest in a good, we have a like a little green machine pet cleaner thing mm-hmm. um, that is strictly for pukes. We just use, that's our puke carpet cleaner. Yeah, that's we wise. Have, yeah, we have yeah. hardwood floors everywhere in our house but our bedrooms. And man, can those kids aim for the carpet and not for the hardwood yeah. floor or the linoleum in the bathroom? Nope. It is projectile over their bunk beds. I've wanted to get that like industrial strength powder mm. that you dump on puke and then it makes it like into powder so you can just sweep it up and disinfect oh, it. They I used it in schools. That. Yes, what? they used do you remember? Like Nope. Yeah. Whenever a kid would Ralph in school. On those like cement, like concrete floors, they would use it to clean it up. I never yes. noticed. Yes. And I found it on Amazon and it, I think it's kind of pricey, but, but it's, it's worth, worth it. it. it 100%. It, I wonder how it does with carpet. Yeah. I, you would still need to disinfect and all yeah. of that. And you probably wouldn't want to like use your normal vacuum cleaner <laughs> for something like that. It's <laughs> so, so gross. Yeah. We have a garage vacuum cleaner for stuff. We have shop vac. Just, just 
<laughs> designate something cheap, used, that you can clean up gross stuff with. Yeah. Yeah. Expect to be grounded so that you are not tempted to spread germs you know you have mm-hmm. without telling people yeah. for the sake of your own social life being intact. Like, be willing yeah. to stay home and expect <clears throat> that there are going to be weeks during this season that you might need to do that. Mm-hmm. Just expect it. And one thing I've noticed for us is that I am tempted to say, we're sick, so we're just going to throw out homeschooling for a week. We're going to veg mm-hmm. Minecraft all day, you know, like lounge around, meh, feel garbagey. Yeah. I have an excuse. That doesn't make anybody feel better. Right. That makes it feel worse. It's like counterproductive. It feels yeah, like you're giving yourself a attention. rest. Yeah, it's almost like you're drawing attention to the actual, like, you've become a victim of your illness. Right. In an unhealthy way. Like, in a more than you already are. Like, yeah. you're just adding insult to injury when you're just navel-gazing. Yeah. While you're sick. And of course there's time. And like, I'm not saying to not Of rest, course there is, but, but don't let it be there's extended. This, like, yeah. Yeah. We there's were made this to permission be we give ourselves to like, maybe let the downtime linger a little bit longer than it needs <clears throat> to. Right. Yeah. And yeah, there are times where it's necessary, but it just is this like temptation to say, oh, it's validated and we deserve it. And the, it does, you're not really deserving anything good for yourself there. You're not like granting yourself some blessing because mm-hmm. we were made to be productive and mm-hmm. you feel dumpier when you're not mm-hmm. doing something. Mm-hmm. So don't let your house go to crap. Don't, don't let your kids like fall out of routines if you can avoid it. Sure. Like really try. And that, that seems to really help. Yeah. To get back into things. Um, let's talk about <clears throat> how to navigate like being around other people. Yeah. Because that's a big one. Yeah. And I see a lot of people post about it, and there's a lot of strong feelings about mm-hmm. it between mm-hmm. moms and different families have different philosophies, that sort of thing. So what's your take on it? Um, my take has all, I, even before <laughs> COVID, before, I was always a lot more conservative in terms of um, exposing other people to whatever it is that we had. So I was pretty hardcore, like, if you are puking or have had a fever or any diarrhea, like, we did, we were in the clear for at least 24 hours from any of those symptoms right. before we would be around other people. Without medication. <clears throat> That's a big yeah, one that people don't think of. It yeah. is not, con- you are not considered over it if you are still having to dose with Tylenol or ibuprofen or cold medicine. Right. Um, this is not like, that's not getting, that's, that's not it. So yes, without taking anything to be without a fever for 24 hours or any other symptom like puking or diarrhea, I, I stick and have always stuck really close to just out of consideration. Um, what is, what might be mild. And this is what we learned um, or it more reinforced because I was always really careful. But the first time, if you don't mind me sharing about the first time I gave you COVID. <laughs> Have you given me COVID more than once? I don't know. I don't know if it came from you the second time. The second time? I don't know. You can blame it on me though. <laughs> 
But the first time, like I literally, I had just the smallest little tickle in my throat, did not even think about it, went to Bible study. I have chronic allergies throughout the year. I have maybe a month where I don't have allergies. So I just like, it's my allergies, no big deal. That's my favorite thing to say with Ash now. She's like, sure it is. Sure I know. She's, every time I'm she's like, been <laughs> sick, she's told me it was her allergies. And I'm like, Kristen, it's Kristen, not your allergies it's not your at this way. I put, a, put, I, put on, I put on my notes, let's talk about allergies. <laughs> but seriously, all the time, my nose is running. I tickly, anyway, that's beside the point. <clears throat> Where was I even going with this point? Um, oh, consideration. So the reason why I am a stickler is because, so COVID went through my house. Um, it was super mild, super, super, super mild. Um, all of us were better within 24 hours, including myself and all of my four kids. We all got it. Um, my husband, for some reason, is a freak and still has not gotten COVID or at least tested positive for it. Um, whereas it just, it, wreaked, I don't know if havoc is the right word, but it was much more serious in Ash's kids. Um, they developed croup. I think two of them did. Yeah, I had to go know. to the ER with yeah. Winnie. And I would have gone to urgent care had it been during the day, but sure. like her breathing got really bad yeah. and very rapid right at like one in the morning. Right. And we could hear her like wheezing. And so I had to take her in just to be careful. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, I was there until like 5.30 in the morning. Right. So what was very mild, our family, and my kids are older, so it makes sense <clears throat> that it wasn't as bad right. for them as it was for Ash and her family. But like, that's why we stay home. And I mean, I've always practiced some level of quarantining. Mm -hmm. um, that's why we stay home is because what is seemingly like pretty mild and benign for our family may be catastrophic for really, really young people, really, really old people. Um, yeah. You know, like we, my in-laws babysit our kids a lot. So I'm also very cautious about stuff. So it's just, you know, we have to not just think about ourselves. And I think we um, can kind of, with the circles we run, just kind of get fixated on, well, for me, this is how it was. And so this is how it's going to be for other people. So it's no big deal if I share the snotty nose or this little cough right. or whatever. Yeah. But for other people, it just seems like there are certain kids that are just really prone to like, not just being a cough, but it turning into croup or bronchitis or pneumonia. And it actually is a really, really big deal. So mm -hmm. out of consideration just for other people and thinking about <clears throat> others more higher than yourselves, right? I would some level of abstinence from society <laughs> yeah. has to be part <clears throat> of your plan and care and recovery of illness. Or a warning. Like, that's or kind warning. of my... yeah. Like, if someone... I feel like we should just always give... If we know we're sick, we should always give the other person the choice. Yeah. Because we can. It's right. something we can extend to them and say, listen, these are our symptoms. Would love to see you. Totally understand if you don't want that around you right now. Right. Even if it's a cold. Even if it's minor. Right. Because you don't know, does the person have a trip coming up? Do they have a birthday? Do they have a wedding to go to? Right. Are they seeing an immune compromised right. family member? 
Um, do they you never have to, know. Do they have to test for COVID before they go into work? Yeah. Like you I, don't, you have no idea. Like yeah. as, especially like during COVID season for Ryan in particular, he was in the heart of Seattle and they were right. very, they were heavily pushing yes. the vaccine. There was a lot of stigma around mm-hmm. not having it, all this stuff. It would have yeah. been a big deal for him to get COVID, like right. that sort of thing. Right. So, um, or to have any sort of sickness because right. they were so afraid of COVID. Right. So it's I just, was like, you know, my, my just, you know, thinking <clears throat> about like, if I got sick, whether it was COVID or not, like I had to go in and get tested with any kind of symptom and right. they were screening heavily, you know, that first year yeah. of uh, taking my temperature before I clocked in and all of that kind of stuff. So if I was even sick, the remotest, it, it, it impaired my livelihood. So I had to be careful, not because I was afraid um, of like dying or anything like that, but just because it was really inconvenient for me to not work. And, you know, in the beginning, we didn't quite have the testing that we, that we have, you know, even today. Um, but where I, I did have to take two weeks off unpaid, you mm-hmm. know, and that's just if, if I got it. And I yeah. don't know. I don't know about you all, but you know, we like to eat. So <laughs> that is a big one. Yeah. Some people really do not have very much yeah. uh, paid sick leave, or they right. have to use their vacation time, or right. they don't have any, and so they have right. to pay for it out of pocket. There's just so many different yeah. elements to it that, of course, we should be willing to suffer and to do it joyfully and mm-hmm. to not do it with bitterness towards, ah, oh, this person definitely got me sick and I'm going to throw right. darts at their face and like blame them for all, for all my troubles. We're not saying like that that's okay. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, if you are able to offer someone a choice, offer them the choice, give them the right. choice to be around it or not, then they are the one that's accountable for what right. happens in their family and in their life. Um, if you're going out to like a church or to homeschool co-ops, usually they have policies in place mm-hmm. for nursery or for, you know, your homeschool co-op. I know in our homeschool co-op, we are like runny noses, mild cough, normal cold symptoms that can last through the whole season. Mm-hmm. Okay, so long as you know it's not severe. Right. Um, but if you if you have any suspicion that it's a more severe respiratory virus or, right. you know, um, <clears throat> fever diarrhea, puking, keep them out. That's easier to navigate than like the interpersonal things, I think. Because usually there are things that are clear cut Mm -hmm. where you can say, I'm in, I'm out. Right. But respect those things. Another thing that I thought about that I don't think a lot of us really consider is that if one of your children is puking and has a fever and everybody in the family has been exposed to what they have, you should probably not send your kids into the nursery at church <laughs> and just assume that they're okay. Yeah, just a little More than there. likely, I mean, that's how it works with our family. Usually oh, yeah. everybody gets it and mm-hmm. they do it in this trickle down. Right. So it's great because it takes so much longer for us to work through anything. Right. And we are kind of grounded for longer. But, um, you know, just be careful because, you. I mean, we kind of know how this works, but we're like, right. we just don't want to miss out. Right. And I'm not saying don't go to church. Right. I think there's a way to like social distance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're not symptomatic, there's wisdom there. But if you're, your kids generally, that's the other thing is like, if I have something, but I know I can like, I had a weird eye thing. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think it was conjunctivitis. I think it was like some just some irritation or something mm-hmm. like that. But my eye was a little bit swollen. And so I wrote my directors to be like, should I come? What should I do? And they were like, no problem. Go ahead and come. We don't think you're going to put your eye on anybody. Right. <laughs> right. But my kid, if my kid woke up and had that, I wouldn't right. go because my kid is not able yeah. to wash their hands properly. To not touch so other properly distance, Not put their face in another person's <laughs> face. Those sorts of things. So. Yeah. That's the other thing is that you have to you have to kind of consider your children's ability to not spread their germs. Like right. my son will straight up walk up next to me and wipe his nose on my shirt. <laughs> they, we have this fabric chair on our porch. And when we were going to get inside the house one day, he just leaned over and just like railroaded his nose across, like just like snotted all over the arm of the chair. Oh just like, this is my tissue now. Yeah, so I'm like, if that is an impulse in your child's body, don't take them anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you have a kid at home that's already puking and has a fever. Yeah. It's not, it's very unlikely that that's the only person that's going to get sick right. in your yeah. family. Yeah, that is our co-op. Uh, that's actually in our co-op rules is if is you it? have one child sick, your whole family stays home. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah that's wise. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, what else was I trying to think, think about? Um, oh yeah. Uh, how, how do you navigate the allergies thing? Because that would be tricky. Yeah. I don't know. Obviously I am not the person to ask seeing how I. Right. I was trying to think about like wisdom though, like prudence though, because I mean, yeah, in general, in general, um, like if I had, cause I was, and it wasn't like that day that I had symptoms. It was like for weeks I had had this runny nose and which is my typical like symptom, allergy symptom. And it wasn't until like it, like the tickly in my throat didn't happen until after I was already at Bible study. Mm-hmm. So had, it was more <clears throat> of like, there was a change in symptom, mm-hmm. which obviously had I had that tickle before I came, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't have come because that's right. a change in my normal. And so I mm-hmm. think that's a really good way to gauge, is it allergies or am I getting sick? Is if you have this like normal level of, uh, for me, just runny nose snot, which is typically clear mm-hmm. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But if there's a change in that, like a tickly throat or a little bit more of a cough with it, um, then, yeah, you probably are getting sick. Um, Obviously, had I had that symptom before coming to Bible study, I wouldn't have come. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But as it was, I didn't start really coughing till after I was leaving. Yeah. <clears throat> Another thing that I thought of, um, if if what you have could cause someone to need to go to a doctor to get medication for it, mm, yeah, that's a good that's a good reason to not share. Yeah. Like, and that that kind of falls in the pink eye conjunctivitis type thing. Yeah. Like, if they're gonna have to go, or even if you're like, well, we don't use, because a lot of stuff will clear sure. up on their own. Yeah. But if you feel like they might be compelled to go, how about not? Right. <laughs> like, because some people are like, group, just take a brisk walk. And I'm like, if I'm scared for my kids, yeah, I don't care. Like, I'm going to go get the steroid. 
Yeah. And some people may not <clears throat> dig that. Sure. And that's cool. Totally cool. I think modern medicine is a blessing. Yeah. And if my kid is having a hard time breathing and we mm-hmm. can do a steroid yeah. to make it better. I will now I'm getting I'm getting more comfortable in waiting until it really is that at that point. Mm-hmm. Instead of just being like, Oh, they have croup. I don't want to go to the ER in the middle of the night. We're just yeah. gonna get this done. Yeah. <laughs> but um <clears throat> yeah, that's just a good thing, a good rule of thumb. Just always um how how would you want would you want other people making decisions for your family when you're going to be sick mm-hmm. and what you're capable of handling? Yeah, probably not. Probably so let's not, not try, treat other people that way. Um. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Well, there we go. I know we're getting better at these little like mini sods. Our mini sods. Yeah, and some of this stuff is just practical wisdom. Yeah, I think we could go through all of the like. Um, what is it? Not distancing, quarantining laws oh, yeah. in the Old Testament, and yeah. talk about leprosy and They're all of in that. There. But we're just going to talk about how about you just love your neighbor as yourself, right? And be kind mm-hmm. and sensitive to other people's needs. And yeah, yeah. There totally. we go. All, all right. right, guys. So go love God. Go love your husbands. Go love your kids. All right.